0: Hello, and welcome to Es Gavlan a bi-weekly podcast from four Latinx daughters. It's going to give us a little countdown, and then I'll... Sorry. Oh, what the heck? Where's the countdown on? Anyways, what is up, guys? We are back. It's a mini-sode. This is Brianna. It's been a minute, and I've been on a mini Hi, welcome back. I missed y'all. Um, today... Um, this is our first show of March. Uh, we are doing a little, um, if you didn't know, March is, uh, Women's History Month. So, we're kind of planning to, hold on, mom is being really loud right now. Uh, we're planning, <laughs> we're planning, I still live with my mom, and in case y'all didn't know. Um, <laughs> we're planning to, um... Hopefully get a lot of a lot of badass women on our mini uh this month to talk about their stories to Talk about their upbringing to talk about their passions to talk about their art um, Anything that influences them um, to be a badass woman um, In any form of the word um, So today with me I have um, My tia actually, it's my aunt my mom's sister um, and I'm really excited to talk about her, um, but yes, this is my Thea, Michelle, do you want to, uh, introduce yourself, Thea? I was going to say how we know each other, but I guess I just said that.
1: <laughs> yes, um, I'm Michelle, so, uh, of course, my sister is Maddie, and, um, I used to take care of Brianna when she was a baby. Oh, cute. But so we go, like, super way back, super way tight. <laughs> t- she like. Was-
0: like when I was born.
1: <laughs> like when you were born, you used to um, sleep in my bed with me to give your mom a break.
0: Oh, how so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. It was very fun. It was fun. I um, I guess this is with my sister. I used to um, say that she had cheese neck.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> she smelled like cheese she would smell like cheese. <laughs> hey Sandra. Um Sandra was a little chubby baby. She had a lot of rolls. So milk from <laughs> would roll down into her rolls and just like dry there and she would smell like cheese.
1: <laughs> it smelled so good. <laughs> <laughs> it was baby cheese.
0: <laughs> um wait, we're here to talk about a couple things. Um but first, you want to give us like a little background. About you, where you grew up, how old you are, where you went to school.
1: Sure. So, I'm 42, and um, from Pleasant Grove. Bingham. So, yeah. So we we grew up in the hood, hood. Um, so I went to Skyline High School, um, and I don't know if it's on the soccer team. I wasn't, like, very social like your mom was. I was um, <laughs> I'm, like, the exact opposite of your mom. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I had a – it was a great experience. I loved my school. I loved playing soccer, and soccer was life back then. Um, You know, what I thought I was going to be a play? professional female soccer player, but that didn't work out. So, so here I okay. am. Um,
0: Still a bad bitch. It's fine.
1: What position
0: did you <laughs> play in soccer?
1: I love soccer. <laughs> what position did you play? Oh, um, I was half back and I could do, I did mostly right. Um, yeah, but sometimes I did left, just depends. Yep. So
0: where, did, where, where did you go to college and how did you decide, did you know that you wanted to go to college? Like growing up?
1: Yes, I did. Um, I, I wanted to go to college since I was little and it was one of those things where, um, I guess the people that we were around really didn't, like, strive to go to college. It was more like, don't be a statistic. Don't mm-hmm. um, go don't to be a know. dropout kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, that, and then since our parents are first generation, it's like they didn't know anything about scholarships or how to do anything, so it was kind of like me, and I was in a lot of like, honors classes, so I was around a lot of nerdy people, but... Um, A shout out to Veronica I had a friend in high school who was like super like double nerdy and um, she's actually a nurse now I think she got her master's degree now but um, if it wasn't for me being surrounded by students like Veronica who had a plan and knew how to get there I don't think I would have been able to go but um, but yeah I mean I knew I wanted to go, I just didn't know how I was going to get
0: there. Yeah. So, where did you end up going, and um, what was your major?
1: So, I went to uh, Texas Women's University with Veronica, (laughs) um, and my major was psychology, and I minored in government. So, I was really interested in psychology, and then I had advice from an advisor of mine in law enforcement, and she basically said don't major in criminal justice. Right. You want to give yourself an option just in case something happens where you've got to do a career move. So um,
0: I had no idea your degree was in psychology.
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I wanted to do counseling. Well, first I wanted to do um, experimental, but um, the statistics was not my class. <laughs> <laughs> and you've apparently got to make an A to be competitive when you apply for graduate school so i didn't want to do all that so i ended up yeah. doing um just general psychology studies and then um i was supposed to go back to get a certificate in counseling but i never did so yeah hey, I that's where no,
0: i went that's crazy. i had no idea mm-hmm. so um you joined the police academy right after college or how, how did that go or how did you know you wanted to be a police officer
1: Okay, yeah, so back in elementary school, like, this is going to date me, but we had this program <laughs> called D.A.R.E., and it was basically, there was, like... There
0: was D.A.R.E. when I was in elementary school.
1: Oh, okay, so it was still around. So, yeah, the drug prevention program, D.A.R.E. Yeah. And so, you have a police officer that comes to the school and talks to you about drugs, um, and, you know, they meet with the class and all that, so I had that there, and I rem- I just remember the impact that that officer had on me when i was younger because he was so personable mm-hmm. really took an interest in the kids um and i wish i knew who he, who it was or what his name was but i was so little i didn't really pay attention yeah. um all i know is that dare program did a lot for me and that's when i decided you know what that's awesome that he does that i looked up to him so much like just his presence made me feel like i was around somebody um, I don't know, that it was just good. That's... I don't know how else to explain it, but just a good person. And I wanted to be like that.
0: Oh, that's such mm-hmm. a cool... Oh, that's so sweet. I, I had no idea. hmm So... So, when you went into college, you knew that you wanted to be a police officer. Like, that was always the plan
1: then? Yes, it was always the plan... Um, I was going to do it a couple of different ways but when I was in high school I ended up joining the police explorer program Mm -hmm. and there's police explorer programs everywhere around the country um but yeah so there in Dallas um I joined the program I was around police officers they pretty much like guide you into that career but you also start learning about law um And then procedures, and not exactly their department's procedures, but you learn how to do stuff. So um, I ended up, you have to do so many uh, meetings before you can uh, take a test and then be able to apply to write out. And then once you start doing write alongs, then you can start doing competitions. And then once you do competitions, you can start applying for like scholarships. So uh, in high school, my advisors, um, two really great people, uh, pretty much nudged me to apply for a scholarship that I I thought I didn't have a chance at, and um, I ended up uh, earning a scholarship, so I got a free ride, basically, to TWU Thank you. for a bachelor's degree, Thank you. and um, that program was called the Texas, uh, the Texas Police Corps. Uh, it was the first police corps program in Texas that they've ever launched. So I forgot how many of us earned the scholarship, but it was maybe, let's say, like 11. And um, they paid for your four-year degree and in return you were supposed to do four years at least at the department that they placed you at. And um, you would have to, the stipulation was you had to finish your degree on time and go to their police academy, and then you'd have to go to a police department that would accept their academy as your basic academy. So it was gotcha. a little bit catchy in trying to figure it all out, like on their part, but it all worked out for me. I think it was just the plan that was meant to be. So that's, that's kind of how that happened.
0: I had no idea. I mean, I no, I think I had an idea that you had school pay for but I didn't know it was like a scholarship program where you had to like you're basically like guaranteed as long as you decided to do four years after that's right
1: yeah yeah. As as long as you passed you were in good standing um they would keep paying for each semester as it came
0: dang so how did you get to can we say your title is that okay yeah, yeah, we
1: can say my title. Oh, okay, okay. I'm a sergeant. Mm-hmm.
0: She's a sergeant. So how did you go from, you know, a new police officer to a sergeant? Like what what was that journey
1: transition like? Oh, it's been a long journey. <laughs> so, um I went into this police department that um was selected or that I applied for and I started as um like basic recruit. So you do your your uh, FTO program, which is field training. And then after field training, you get basically put on midnights because nobody wants to re- you know, work midnight. Right.
0: Day. That's what I hear. And,
1: um, yeah. So um, I worked midnights uh, for about seven years, and there was like no movement. And I ended up getting a job offer at the um, at a district attorney's office. I worked there as an investigator for about two years and then ran into an old chief who recruited me back to that original agency that I was at. Went back there, did a couple more years on midnights, and then I ended up um, going to uh, major crimes, which is like homicide, robberies, persons crimes. Can um,
0: Can we talk about how you were on SWAT? Can we say that specifically?
1: Yeah. 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 During that time that I was uh, in my seven years, I did crime scene investigations as a field tech. I did, um, which the department actually sent me to like Florida for a week to go learn a little bit more about crime scenes.
0: I wanted and to man, do that. I thought that's what I was going to go to college I after college, and then I
1: didn't. Yes, um, I remember. I thought you were going to do that too. In fact, we were looking at job openings for you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I did that, and then um, I also did SWAT. I was um, a sniper for three years. Damn. And Yeah, snipers are cross trained, so you can do entry. Which is like kicking in the doors, the team that kicks in the doors, or you could do um, a sniper, um, I guess responsibility. So I did both through those three those three years, and I actually earned my operator's pin. Okay. So, um, okay. you, when you you earn your operator's pin, you have to um, have more than like, let's say like a uh, hundred uh, warrants that you've done, um, like 50 or something call outs under your belt, oh, dang. and then have like taught or helped teach uh, certain classes, so, yeah, so we did a lot of that stuff, like SWAT was like up and popping in the time that I was on, we were always getting called out for everything,
0: that's crazy,
1: yep, and then so when I came back, I did a field training, which is training the rookies. I did homicide. And then I, while I was in homicide, I tested for the sergeant's position. So I had to study and test and interview and do a written assignment.
0: Yeah, I don't know if people know that. You don't just get promoted to these like positions no. within poli- like, police force. Like You have to take tests and go through interviews and do all kinds of stuff. Um, In order to get up.
1: Yeah, these tests are difficult, too. Yeah, Um, I remember you
0: studying for them.
1: Yeah, it's insane. You basically have to, like, study nonstop for, like, three months and then hope for the best. So, um, and then it wasn't my first time testing. I've tested it two other times, but I wasn't, like, really super serious about studying until this last time. And then, finally, I, I got it when I really wanted it, so... And then now I'm a sergeant uh, back on control. Yeah. have how mm-hmm. long have you been a sergeant? So, I believe March tenth will be Your anniversary? The, or yeah, this coming March will be my year anniversary of being yeah. a sergeant.
0: So what mm-hmm. wh- what's that like? What's like like specifically, what's it like? and then specific and then, in terms of being like, A woman in a leadership position within the police
1: force yeah so specifically what it's like is like my day is i'll get there i have to make sure that everyone is there they have their assignments where they're supposed to patrol Mm -hmm. and then um whatever administrative stuff comes my way i have to handle i'm the sergeant over field training in my on my shift so I actually have to deal with, like, the, the new officers that are in training, pair them up with the field training officers. Scheduling, a lot of scheduling in our system, a lot of, um, you know, complaints, handling the jail. Uh, I have to go to, the, like, the scenes where the guys or the girls would need me to respond to on the, in, in the field. Um, they'll call me. If I've got to go to that, then I'll have to just grab my stuff and then run out there. I don't go to everything because I have the most senior shift in our gotcha. department. Yeah. So they know what they're doing. They've been doing it forever. They've been, a lot of them have been doing it longer than me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it, it's a lot of just administrative stuff during the day. And then if something, which it always does, if something big happens, then <laughs> I'll have to grab my stuff and go up there and respond yeah. on the scene to make sure it's taken care of. Um, as far as what it's like to be um, a female supervisor, it's uh, difficult at times. I think that um, well, there's only two of us in the whole department. So the Damn. the other female supervisor wow. is in investigations and then I'm the only one in patrol. So it's a little bit difficult. I think that there's Uh, a lot of a misconception about um, well you know we've got to fill like a box so we've got to throw like a female in here and that's not at all like what it's like it's like like uh, there's
0: no yeah you have to earn it
1: completely
0: yeah I was about to say you took a test and you did interviews and yeah
1: yeah <laughs> it's the exact same process that the guys have to go through.
0: Exactly. And in
1: fact, it's sometimes I would say that it was probably even more difficult. But, um, but yeah, you have to go through the exact same thing. So there's this misconception that a spot's going to be, you know, for you because you're, um, female or Hispanic or this or that, and it's like not like that. You have to do everything just like the guys do. So, you're, um, you know, you earn it. You earn it, and it's it's pretty much, um the exact same work and if not more than what some of the other <laughs> yeah. guys do so yeah
0: I can only really imagine yeah. that sounds crazy like I know I've heard you tell me stories and I'm like I am like being a police officer being a sergeant being in leadership sounds like a difficult task on its own but then to be a woman minority on top of that full of um Ooh. man i'm sure that you boss around all days so that's uh, yeah <laughs> i can only imagine it's difficult <laughs> yeah. um okay so you recently told me about something that you started up um over there at the police mm-hmm. force station thing mm-hmm. <laughs> unit i yes, don't know the department <laughs> department thank you <laughs> <laughs>
1: you want to talk about that? Yes. So, this was a goal of mine, and it was um, brought on, basically, because we have a huge shortage in female officers. Um, Well, in officers in general, but, of course, you can imagine how that affects the female population in law enforcement. So, um, I've I've noticed, like, the huge disparity. Um, And then... You know, being one of two supervisors at my department um, out of the whole department is like it's mind blowing to me that nobody else is testing or getting into these leadership roles. So um, I kind of thought of some things, uh, ideas of how, you know, we could just try to, you know, start self promoting and start having this drive, this ambition to want more. Um, I think a lot of female officers get on the force and they, they're just happy to be there, and, which is great. Like, I love it. I love that if what you want to do is patrol, we need it. So do it, you know, kick mm-hmm. butt at it, be an expert in it. At the same time, at some point in your career, you know, you've got to continue to progress and to right. learn uh, and not be stagnant. Because um, that's what causes burnout, and then it's also like not healthy, right? But um, mm-hmm. and then with working with being uh, on new sergeant, working with the younger, um, the younger women and men on night shift, there was a lot of issues that had to do with training and also like. So my background is very, um, I'm I'm very sports oriented, so mm-hmm. I've done like. Mm-hmm anything from boxing like competitive boxing like golden gloves to like um, taekwondo to jiu-jitsu to
0: all I'm mean like, hearing is that you
1: best <laughs> whatever to, to whatever <laughs> kind of like training but like almost like combative kind of training yeah but not everybody's built like me not everybody has those experiences or has okay. those um, dry, that drive right? So that was also an issue as far as like performance with the females is it's not, well, it's not in their nature to fight. So it's like the guys have to like, um, respond to calls and take care of like the dirty work. Like I got tired of hearing stuff like that, you know? So it was annoying to me and, um, yeah. started talking to these younger female officers and like, you know, it was like, you know, this is what you could have done. This is what my, and For me in the situation that you were in, this is what I would have done. Try this and see if it works for you. So I was kind of trying to start mentoring, but I noticed that's not enough. You can't just tell somebody that's how you do it. You've got to train it. Right. And, um, yeah, so it's muscle memory. So I was talking to a few of the other sergeants on my shift, and they're like, well, that's awesome. Well, then why don't you go ahead and do that now that you're in a leadership position? I'm like, yeah. Well, what do you mean? He's like, well, why don't y'all train them? why don't why don't you train them why don't you start something and instead instead of just being mad about it and frustrated why don't you do something about it so then I'm like you're right I've been wanting to I just didn't know that all of this could kind of fit together right man that's cool it yeah so then it just all came together I ended up started really brainstorming working with my um my my supervisor now my lieutenant and he's helped me so much with trying to organize this like the thoughts in my mind and putting it on paper and actually coming up with like a leadership program. So we have um, the first women's leadership program at my department.
0: That's so Yay. cool. What kind yeah. of stuff do y'all do?
1: Or like... Yeah. So there's like a huge misconception. I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> so a lot of the other female officers think that it's like a guys hating group and it's like complete <laughs> opposite men. Like yeah. 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 So it's not like that. It's all about, um, you know, like we, we basically have our objective, which is recruiting retention and training and whether we want to re- like admit it or not, like our bodies are different than the guys. So the right. way that we train, mm-hmm. Is a little bit different. And the reason is because, you know, like even let's take example my taser. My thumbs are so short. Sometimes I can flip my taser on with my thumb. Sometimes I can't. But that's <laughs> because I have small hands. I'm a female. Right. Right. Um, some people have huge hands. Like it, it just depends. But a lot of us are smaller. And the way that we train needs to be just a little bit tweaked here and there to work towards us
0: that's interesting thing to talk about whenever you were in the police academy was there a difference in training as far as the police academy went between men and women
1: no not at all and Mm. well the reason is because everything has to be very equal um, right because you have to systematic yeah that's yes yeah, it's very systematic. It's very pass or fail. It's very right. either you can do it or you can't. And gotcha. when you go through the academy, you have to be able to do those minimal things. But right, right, once right. you come out, training is on you. Like The department makes you go through training, certain training, but it's up to you to actually like want to go to the gun range and shoot a lot oh. and to become or to stay proficient
0: it's up to you that. to go
1: to extra yeah yeah like we're required to go to the range twice a year and qualify but there's no requirement other than that that's so what do you do the rest is, of the year yeah, yeah. If you,
0: that's ooh, that's kind of crazy to think about that some there's police officers that, out there that only <clears throat> go to the range twice a year
1: hmm. yes it's it's a fact it's a reality and A lot of the times those are ones that have a struggle qualifying or, you know, when things happen, like shootings or whatever, they're they're, they're not, like, on the spot. So you've got to make it a point yourself to get to the range and to train extra, you know, to be Johnny on the spot and to be able to be confident with your skills. And the same thing with defensive tactics. You need to train to be proficient with your skills. So that's a big part of this program as well is um, besides the recruiting and the retention, it's the training. So it's, it's, um, I love it. It's, um, it's a great opportunity for us to, as the females at the department to bond. Um, A a lot of, a lot of females don't get along because it's very competitive and,
0: like you know that. it,
1: yes, so it's like this is there's no competition in our group. It is all about supporting each other and helping each other with our goals. So that's awesome we um, that's great. Our, our first meeting, we basically um, talked about how um, what brings a lot of people together is negativity. And the example Ooh. is like, If you're at a grocery store and um, people, you could walk by people all day long and you don't speak to each other, right? But it's not until you get to, like, the line and there's, like, a slow checker or there's somebody (laughs) at the front that's, like, holding up the line. And then people start talking and they're complaining, Collectively. It's it's feeding (laughs) off the negativity. Yeah. 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 It's feeding off the negativity. So we talked about how we didn't want that to be – a part of our group at all is like, we're not going to feed off of negativity. We're not going to feed off of like the things that, um, we think in our own minds, um, are like walls or barriers to our careers. What we're trying to do is figure out a plan to better our careers, get there and motivate each other, help each other, but -hmm. then also bring in new, new females to the department. Um, you know, and then to promote, you know, leadership in different, in different forms. It doesn't have to be formal, but uh, taking on something extra, doing your part somehow is basically what the point is, is, um, you know, take on a leadership role somehow, because if we don't do it, who's going to.
0: Exactly. That's awesome. Amazing.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, it's, um, it's hard right now with law enforcement and, Really trying to recruit and retain yeah. uh, people in general but more females and you know if somebody's interested reach out uh, contact your whatever police agencies that you're trying to apply to um, start looking at what knocks us out the most is the upper body strength that goes into the testing yeah and yeah. The physical fitness part but if you can get ahead of that stuff and figure out what what it is that you need to do um, start working out with a trainer meeting those goals uh, but yeah it, we need y'all guys so if um, you you women out there that have an interest in law enforcement um, get out there start asking questions and get ahead of stuff so that way you're proficient and confident once it comes to testing and, and getting your career going. But, uh, but yeah, that's it. So one question that
0: I ask Aww. everybody we interview on our mini sods is what kind of advice, and it doesn't really technically need to be about anything we discussed today, but what kind of advice would you like to put out to the world?
1: Just be kind to each other. I know that um, it's it's uh, it's easy, like we talked about, to just fall into the negative talk to kind of feel like that that's your talking point to bond with other people. But simple gestures, simple hold the door, thank yous, please, um, teach our kids the same thing, um, but just kind of be mindful and just being kind to everybody because that goes such a long ways
0: yeah
1: and you know people out there oh my god your job's so hard I feel so bad for you that you're always you know getting hated on and reality is when I'm out there most of the time I can get hated on for like a tenth of the day but the rest of the time people are always telling me hey thank you for what you do or Mm -hmm. buying my coffee in the Starbucks line or just letting me go first when it comes to you know, hey, I have got to hurry up and, and grab my um, my quick lunch or whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: So just you know, those kind of gestures for me keep me motivated in what I what I'm doing. It goes a long way, but not just not just with officers. Do it to, do it for each other. Just be kind to each other. Um, that's that's it. That's just the message. nice. be nice. Well,
0: be nice. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on thea i'm so glad we got to have this conversation thank you for, thank um... you
1: for inviting me i feel super special i feel like oh, a celebrity you now. are <laughs> uh,
0: <but laughs> thanks for your vulnerability and being able to talk to us and come on here and share the story i know for a lot of people um the podcast seems like really daunting but i promise i make it fun we make it fun so if you want to come on please come on um as always you can check us out on all our socials at hijas unidas, on everything hijas unidas on facebook and then hijas.unidas at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email um but we'd love to hear from you guys again thank you so much the Africa on um really appreciate thank it thank you bye thank you it was fun bye